Hello and welcome to the weekend edition of Minimum Competence. We're calling a Maximum Minimum Competence episode. Essentially, time permitting and given a major legal news story, we'll try to get you a bit more up to speed than we can in our short form daily news show. This week, we're looking at Chevron deference, what it is and why it matters. So let's jump in. The Chevron deference is a crucial principle in administrative law, which was established after a landmark Supreme Court case, which was Chevron USA Inc. v. Natural Resources Defense Council, decided in 1984. In 1977, the Clean Air Act was amended by Congress to address the issue of states that had not met the air quality standards set by the Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA. These states, known as non-attainment states, were required to create a permit program that would regulate major stationary sources of air pollution that were either new or modified. During the Carter administration, the EPA defined a source as any device in a manufacturing plant that produced pollution. However, when Ronald Reagan became president, Anne M. Gorsuch, who was the head of the EPA, adopted a new definition that permitted existing plants to obtain permits for new equipment that didn't meet the standards as long as the total emissions from the plant didn't increase. This was challenged in court by the Natural Resources Defense Council, or NRDC, which argued that this regulation was unlawful. The federal court ruled in favor of the NRDC, and the company Chevron, who was affected by this decision, appealed the court's ruling. The issue on appeal was the standard of review that should be applied by a court to a government agency's reading of a statute that it is tasked with administering. The Supreme Court upheld the EPA's interpretation and created a two-part analysis known as the Chevron two-step test. And this is a quote from the Chevron decision. First, always, is the question whether Congress has directly spoken to the precise question at issue. If the intent of Congress is clear, that is the end of the matter. For the court, as well as the agency, must give effect to the unambiguously expressed intent of Congress. If, however, the court determines Congress has not directly addressed the precise question at issue, the court does not simply impose its own construction on the statute. Rather, if the statute is silent or ambiguous with respect to the specific issue, the question for the court is whether the agency's answer is based on a permissible construction of the statute. The Chevron deference refers to the judicial principle of deferring to administrative actions in a situation where Congress has not spoken directly to the question at issue. The Supreme Court set out a legal test in the Chevron case for when a court should defer to an agency's interpretation or answer, stating that judicial deference is appropriate if the agency's response is not unreasonable and, as aforementioned, Congress has not directly spoken to the issue at hand. The Chevron deference doctrine, or just Chevron deference, is limited to cases where a legislative delegation to an administrative agency on a particular issue is implicit rather than explicit. In such situations, a court cannot substitute its own interpretation of the statute for a reasonable interpretation made by the administrative agency. When a statute is silent or unclear on a specific issue, the question for the court is whether the agency's action was based on a permissible construction of the statute. For the Chevron deference to apply, the agency interpretation in question must be issued by the agency charged with administering that statute. That's an important part. It is not deference to the administrative state generally, but deference to the proper agency. Additionally, the implicit delegation of authority to an administrative agency to interpret a statute does not extend to the agency's interpretation of its own jurisdiction under that statute. In other words, Chevron deference is not given to an agency with regards to its interpretation of whether or not it is the proper agency to be interpreting the given statute. Ultimately, to receive Chevron deference, an agency's interpretation of an ambiguous statute must be reasonable or rational. The court may consider the age of the administrative interpretation and congressional action or inaction in response to it when determining its reasonableness. If Congress was aware of the interpretation when it acted or refrained from action and the interpretation is not inconsistent with the statute's clear language, 
and may be considered reasonable. Put another way, a given interpretation may be determined to be de facto reasonable owing to Congress's action following that interpretation, acting or failing to act to countermand the agency interpretation. The scope of Chevron deference has been narrowed in subsequent cases, and only agency interpretations reached through formal proceedings with the force of law, such as adjudications or notice and comment rulemaking, are eligible for Chevron deference. Interpretations contained in opinion letters, policy statements, agency manuals, or other formats that do not carry the force of law are not entitled to Chevron deference. In such cases, the court may still give persuasive weight to the agency's interpretation under the Skidmore deference analysis, but this treatment is less deferential than the Chevron deference. Okay, so why is this in the news? Well, as you may have heard earlier this week in Minimum Competence, there is a case before the Supreme Court captioned Loper Bright Enterprises v. Raimondo. There, the issue before the court is either at the extreme, whether Chevron itself should be overruled entirely, or more likely, whether a statute that does not speak to controversial powers that are narrowly and expressly granted elsewhere in the statute is an ambiguity requiring deference to the agency tasked with administering said statute. I'll repeat that second part. Whether a statute that does not speak to controversial powers that are narrowly and expressly granted in one part of the statute is an ambiguity requiring deference to the agency tasked with administering said statute. So the powers are granted in one part of the statute expressly and not spoken of at all in another part. And the question is whether or not that is an ambiguity for which deference to the administrative agency tasked with administering that statute must be granted. The case will likely be argued later this year, and a decision will come sometime in 2024. When that happens, Chevron will probably survive, but it may be substantially pared back. And with that, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy your maximum minimum competence on the Chevron deference, and we'll see you again on Monday for a regular episode.